My name's Emma Lusty and I'm a Principal Associate in the Commercial and Projects team at Shoesmiths. Hello, my name is Maeve Honey. I'm an Associate in the Commercial and Projects team at Shoesmiths. Welcome to the ShoePod sessions. The purpose of these sessions is to help our listeners understand the key components of a commercial contract. Today's topic on our journey through a contract is payment terms. So Maeve, what do we mean by payment terms? Well, parties to a contract will agree payment terms which set out the obligations of the parties in relation to payment for the product or services. The contract will usually include a requirement for the customer to pay invoices in full within a certain time frame. Typically, this will be within 30 days of receipt of the invoice or by the end of the month in which the invoice is received. Well, that seems straightforward enough. Yes, but ultimately, parties can agree whatever payment terms work for their business from a practical perspective, so they can be as simple or as complicated as necessary. The key is to ensure that the contract is an accurate reflection of what has been agreed and can be understood by third parties easily. Mm. I suppose the vast majority of contract claims arise from payment obligations, so the payment terms need to be able to withstand scrutiny from a judge? Precisely. The clearer the drafting, the better. So what happens if a party to a contract fails to pay in accordance with the payment terms? If a party fails to make payment on the due date, then interest on the late payments is usually charged. This is often agreed between 2 and 5% above a published base rate, often the supplier's bank or the Bank of England. What if the contract doesn't set out an interest rate? If the contract is silent on interest, then the Late Payment of Commercial Debts Interest Act 1998 may apply. This implies a right to at least 8% interest on the contract, and the other party is also entitled to a fixed sum according to the size of the debt, in addition to the interest on the debt, together with the reasonable cost of recovering the debt. It does not apply to all contractual payments, only to sums paid by the buyer in respect of the price of goods or services. So is there anything to watch out for when determining the contractual interest rate? If the agreed interest rate is too low, it may fail to displace the implied right pursuant to the Late Payments of Commercial Debts Interest Act 1998, in which case the higher statutory interest rate may become payable. However, too high a rate may be unenforceable as it could be considered to be a penalty. Oh, that sounds complicated. It doesn't need to be. Courts have historically not objected to contractual interest rates of 4-5% to over base rate, which is significantly less than the implied interest rate. As such, if you are the paying party, seeking to agree contractual interest rates between 4 and 5% above the base rate would be wise. So, our contract has clear payment and interest terms, but what happens if an invoice is disputed? A contract will usually include a procedure for resolving payment disputes. For example, the customer may be required to notify the supplier of any issues in writing within a certain time frame from receipt of the invoice. Where only part of an invoice is disputed, the contract will usually include a requirement that the undisputed amount will be paid on the due date. If the dispute cannot be settled between the parties, the contract should include a requirement to refer the dispute for resolution under the dispute resolution procedure set out in the contract. So in summary, in order to avoid disputes over payment escalating, payment and interest provisions should be set out clearly within the contract and there should be a clear process to follow in the event that disagreements arise. We've come to the end of today's session. We hope you found it informative. Of course, if you need any assistance in any aspect of law that we have touched on today, please don't hesitate to get in touch with either Emma or myself and we'd be very happy to help. From Emma and myself, thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Thank you.